So many people struggle with having the confidence to put themselves on social media. I always talk about the importance of being personal and vulnerable and sharing yourself openly with your followers because that is what leads to true community growth and true relationship building. But when you're starting out, what if your followers only consist of your friends and family at first? That's a very common experience. What if it feels uncomfortable and awkward to get so vulnerable with them and share your content in that way? Well, today I'm going to provide you with my confidence secrets on being brave and going after your dreams on social media, even when you're just getting started and even when you're not feeling so sure of yourself. Because trust me, when I first got started, I was an awkward teenager that only had you know, five or six people following me that I knew in real life. And I felt very awkward about it. So hopefully this episode will give you some ideas of how you can get started and feel a little bit more confident about the content you're creating and the dreams that you're chasing. So let's rip off that bandaid together and get into it. Welcome to the Creator Club Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Steckley, YouTube creator and creative entrepreneur. The Creator Club podcast is a workshop style show dedicated to teaching creators and entrepreneurs the best strategies for social media marketing and content creation. Whether you're into Instagram, creating on YouTube, trying TikTok or producing podcasts, this show is made for you. And because here at Creator Club, we believe in teaching everything you know, and the community is more important than competition. This club is open to everyone. Come and join us. First, let's talk about why sharing yourself on social media even feels so scary in the first place. Like it seems on the surface, a fairly basic thing, start an Instagram account, start sharing the content you love, but we all know that it's a little bit more complex than that. One of the biggest reasons why I think so many of us feel intimidated or a little bit nervous about getting started is because of good old imposter syndrome. We often feel like, we're not qualified enough to share content online. How many times have you told yourself, I would be a YouTube creator, but I don't have anything to tell people. Like, what would I have to teach someone? What would I have to share? I'm not an expert in anything. I'm sure we've all told ourselves that so many times. I definitely have felt that way many times over my journey on YouTube, especially because I sort of ended up going in a different direction with my channel than I had originally intended. And it was a direction that I didn't really feel prepared for. So a lot of us feel this imposter syndrome, this feeling of who am I to share or teach online? Like, what do I really have to say? But it's my firm belief that there's always someone that could learn from you. Think about it. Even yourself two months ago, probably you've got some wisdom, some experience, some tips or tricks that you would be able to share to that person. As long as you're always learning and growing and trying new things, you're always going to be able to teach that or share that experience to someone else. Even if it is just that person who is, you know, three or four steps behind you in the journey, you have something to share. You don't have to be an expert in it. I started teaching on how to shoot in manual or edit in Premiere Pro on my YouTube channel before I even knew how to properly do slow-mo, like what frame rate even meant. So that's just a really good example right there of how I was able to provide value and share some tips to people that were very much beginners and were a few steps behind me, even though I wasn't fully an expert yet. So feel good about what you know, because 
everybody has something that they can share, has some sort of lesson or experience that can provide value to somebody else. So hopefully that can help you a little bit with your imposter syndrome, but I know it's hard because no matter how much of an expert you become, and in fact, the more of an expert you become, the more you realize how much you don't know, because when you're a beginner, you don't know how much you don't know. So as time goes on, I feel like imposter syndrome can actually become even more challenging, but it's just good to keep in mind that you're not teaching you know, every single person, you have a specific audience that you're going to share to. And it is the audience that is just a little bit behind you in the journey. So feel good about what you know, and know that you do have wisdom to share. The other reason why a lot of us are really intimidated and scared to get started on Instagram or YouTube or whatever it is, is a fear of judgment. So I'm going to talk a little bit about my specific experience with this because it's kind of complex. And I think probably a lot of you might be able to relate to this. So when I got started on YouTube way back at like the tender age of 12 or 13, I really didn't want to tell like my friends at school that I had a YouTube channel. And it wasn't necessarily because I thought that they would judge me for, you know, liking cameras or filming or liking to watch YouTube because a lot of people that I knew watched YouTube and we enjoyed like similar content. But for me, what I was scared of being judged about was the idea that I was trying really hard at something, but not necessarily succeeding. I just really didn't want to look like a tryhard because I feel like, especially in the high school context and even in other times in life too, we associate trying really hard at something to be like uncool. Like there's something about us that just wants to be a natural at something. And to quote Taylor Swift, I feel very strongly about this. I've never been a natural. All I do is try, try, try. And that is so true for myself. I am like the queen of trying too hard at stuff because I choose something I want to do and I just go after it. And I don't really feel that natural ability has a ton to do with it. But nonetheless, we all have this sort of like cultural idea that like, oh, it's cool to do something if you're like naturally really good at it. But if you're trying really hard, then, oh, that's not cool or something. It sounds silly talking about it, but I feel like a lot of us can understand that and like feel that there's probably been times in our lives where that is a fear that we have of, of people thinking that we're like trying too hard. And so especially back then, because I didn't have a lot of subscribers, I made YouTube videos all throughout high school. And by the time I graduated, I had like, I think 300 subscribers. So, you know, it was growing very, very slowly. And I felt like it would be embarrassing if people knew just how much I cared about it and just how much I was trying, but not really succeeding at it in my mind. Like I didn't see that as success. Um, And I think that's also a vulnerability piece too, because it's kind of coming forward and say, I really care about this. Like it's admitting um, how much you love something and, and that can be a little bit scary. So anyway, maybe that's relatable to you. Maybe it's not, but that's, I really felt that way a lot. Like, oh, I can't have people knowing how much I care about it because I'm not actually succeeding. Um, But I think after all of that, I kind of realized like, who really cares? Like, I don't think anybody's actually paying that much attention to other people to cast that level of judgment. Once I got to university and I started telling my friends like, oh yeah, I have a YouTube channel. Everybody was so supportive and like, oh, that's so cool. That's fun. Um, Nobody was like, oh, well, you have a YouTube channel. Why don't you have like a million subscribers yet? Nobody actually asked that. I think really what this was and, and maybe what your fear of judgment could be stemming from too, is actually projecting the judgment that you're casting on yourself 
on the people around you. You know, like a lot of us feel down about our progress and feel like, oh, I should have done better by now. I should have grown more by now. I should be better at photography or better at editing or whatever by now. Um, And I think that's really our expectations that we're putting on ourselves that we then think other people are going to think about us. But as we all know, even though we have to remind ourselves this all the time, everybody is way too busy thinking about themselves to actually judge you for, you know, not having enough subscribers or whatever. So hopefully this has made you feel a little bit less alone in those areas of why it feels scary. The imposter syndrome, that fear of judgment, know that I have totally been through that too. And it never, I mean, this sounds sort of pessimistic. It never fully goes away, which I actually think is a hopeful thing. Cause it means like, it doesn't matter how many subscribers you have. It's not like once you hit a certain number of subscribers, it unlocks this level of confidence. No, you can claim it for yourself right now and know that you don't have to feel this imposter syndrome because you do have something to share and you do have something to teach and you don't have to feel this fear of judgment because probably it's actually just your own expectations and your own negative self-talk that you're projecting onto other people and your peers probably don't actually think that about you. So another thing to note is everybody does kind of feel this way. I want to emphasize that, that you're not alone in it. Um, Because I think often you can look at all the creators online and think, oh, well, they were brave enough to start. Actually, here's an interesting stat for you. Some experts estimate that as much as 77% of the population has some level of anxiety regarding public speaking. And public speaking, I think, is like the closest um, sort of analog comparison to creating content online because that that really is what content creation is. It's like speaking to a crowd, but in a digital way. So that's by far the majority of people that feel anxious about this kind of thing because it is putting yourself out there. It's being vulnerable. Um, so know that pretty much every creator that's gone before you has felt these same feelings and it is possible to overcome them. You just kind of have to, like I was alluding to earlier, rip that bandaid off and get started. So let's talk about one of the main ways that you can get started with this and start moving towards confidence and feeling good about what you're creating. The first thing that you need to know is that it really starts within. I know it might sound cheesy, but I really think it is a self-love journey. It really takes time to learn that you don't need the approval of other people and that you can embrace your passions. You don't have to feel embarrassed about it. You can admit that you're a tryhard. Okay, welcome to the tryhard club. We're, We're all here just doing our best. And I think that's something that you can feel proud of. And I think when you start to try to eliminate that negative self-talk and and start to be encouraging to yourself in what you're doing, you'll probably start to lose that fear of judgment a little bit because like I was saying before, you'll realize that those feelings aren't really what other people are thinking. It's kind of what you're thinking about yourself. So try to practice being kind to yourself, encouraging yourself and feeling good about what you're doing because it really is a powerful thing to be creating something and doing something on your own. Like you are working on something that you love and you care about and that you're passionate about and that nobody has told you you have to do. And that really is an amazing thing that you should feel proud of. Even just getting started is really great. So try to give yourself some love, give yourself some affirmations about that. And when you start to care for yourself in that way and, and feel that sort of self-love confidence really blooms from there. 
And another big part of this too, which will actually help you in the long run of growing is that when you gain that self-love and confidence, you're going to be able to let your personality shine through. When you know that you have an awesome personality worth sharing and that knowing only comes from, you know, self-affirmation and stuff like that, then you're going to be able to really share yourself online. And that's actually going to help you grow a community so much better than if you started from a point of being scared and afraid of judgment and trying to conform. You really just have to, as cheesy as it is, be yourself um, and let even those like weird quirky parts of yourself shine because that's what people are really going to connect with. Overall, I want you to know when it comes to this self-love journey, know that you are worthy of sharing yourself online it's not narcissistic to want to build connections and grow a community and provide value to people and provide inspiration to people. That's a really great pursuit. And no, like we're not doctors or firefighters or nurses or whatever. Like it's not like a, you know, live or die situation. I get that. Like being a content creator is definitely, um, an industry where you can feel a little bit of a lack of purpose sometimes. Cause you're like, what am I really doing? But it is good work. It's not like you are, I don't know, contributing negatively in any way. I think that you can feel good about what you're doing and you really do have the potential to have a positive impact by sharing your voice with your community and inspiring other people. Like every time I get a message from someone saying that they were inspired to start a podcast or a YouTube channel because of the advice that I gave, it just makes me so happy because I love doing this sort of stuff and I know how much joy it's brought me. And so I'm really happy to be able to share that joy with other people. So think about it that way and know that you don't have to feel like it's narcissistic. So many people feel like, oh, I couldn't share photos of myself on Instagram all the time because that's so self-centered. But if you're focusing on a purpose and a mission and building relationships with people, it's not narcissistic. So hopefully that can help you feel a little bit better about getting started. The other piece, once you start to establish that self-love journey is really, really simple. And it's just practice and obviously, um, easier said than done, but practice is really what's going to actually take that self-love journey from just intentions into actual lived confidence. Here's a really great quote, um, from Simone Biles, who's an amazing, um, gymnast. I'm sure we've all seen um, videos of her go viral and stuff like that. And she has said, practice creates confidence and confidence empowers you. And it's so true. The only thing that really does create confidence, in my opinion, is practice, because it's something that you have to solidify, you know, those pathways in your brain or whatever. You have to work it like a muscle. You have to do it all the time until it starts to feel natural. So what are some ways that you can practice actually getting confident to be an online creator? Well, one way that I would recommend is to practice talking to a camera. That's something that whether you're creating on Instagram or if you want to be a YouTuber, you're going to eventually need to talk on camera. And a lot of people, when they get started, feel very intimidated about this and um, feel kind of awkward. 
So one way that you can start to move through that awkwardness and into confidence is by practicing on a less public platform like Snapchat, for instance. So Heather Torres from Think Media, which if you're not familiar, Think Media is this really great resource on YouTube for new creators. So totally check out their tutorials if you want to learn more about creating content for YouTube. But Heather speaks about how she didn't have any camera confidence. She felt really scared to talk to a camera. So she started by doing daily vlog style Snapchats for her friends and family. And I think that is a really, really great strategy to start with because you can feel a little less nervous. I think a lot of us are getting to the point now where you probably do send your friends video messages over Snapchat rather than like typing out what you want to say or whatever. So if you just start practicing that a little more often, showing your day to the people that you know are going to support you and love to see it and be involved in it, that's going to help you build up your confidence and help you feel a little bit more natural speaking to the camera. When you're doing your stories, Speak to your current audience first, maybe your friends and family, just until you get comfortable. Like you can start practicing by giving updates about stuff that you know is going to be relevant to your friends and family that they're going to be interested in. And then once you build up your confidence in that area, then you can start talking to the audience you want but don't have. Now, this is the area where I think a lot of people start to feel weird about it. Okay. And I know that we all have that moment. Trust me. I had that moment too. When you start to make the commitment and you're like, Hey, this is not a personal account anymore. I am trying to grow this and I want to be a content creator. I want to have an audience that is not just the people that I actually know in person. And it can be a little bit of an awkward growing pains moment, but that is the really the critical moment. If you take anything away from this podcast, it's this, this is the point where you need to commit and really go for it don't get nervous and back out just because, oh, people are going to be confused. It's okay. All right. I had people that I learned about after the fact from my friends because they don't tell you in person. Okay. But there were people that sort of were like, oh, what's Katie posting about now? Like what's going on? This is kind of weird. And you know what? They can unfollow you. That is totally fine. There's no reason why they can't just unfollow you. And you know what? They can still be friends with you on Facebook if you ever still go on there, or they can follow you on like a Finsta or a personal account. I personally created a second personal account where I could just post anything about my life um, or stuff that I wanted to share, but I didn't want necessarily to be public or whatever. That can go in your private account. And then you can work on building up your personal brand and growing that audience. It's going to feel awkward at first. I promise you it will. And there's no real way to not have it be awkward other than to stick through it and actually start to acquire that audience you want to speak to. Because then you'll start to feel justified in the content that you're creating because you know there genuinely is an audience for it. When I first started creating stories and I would say, oh, send me questions for my like YouTube Q&A or um let me know what kind of tips you want to see in my next YouTube video. It was a little bit weird because everybody who was following me was mostly my friends from university. And they were kind of like, I don't watch your YouTube, Katie. Like what? I don't care. But now that my followers are like 1% people that I actually know and, you know, 99% people that find me through YouTube or whatever, like now it really makes a lot of sense that I post that kind of content on Instagram. So you just have to get over the hump. You just have to really push through. And I promise you the only way to actually acquire that audience is to start speaking to them like you already have them. That's it. You want to attract the audience interested in your content and you won't be able to do that unless you start, you know, quote unquote, acting like an influencer. I've seen discourse about this on TikTok recently where people are like, oh, like, you know, girls who like are acting like they're an influencer, even though they're not. And it's like, 
Yeah, but the only way to become an influencer is to act like one. Like you're not going to gain a huge following by just posting about your dog and what you had for lunch. Like you have to start creating content that people are going to be interested in. And there's going to be a time where you're doing that and there's nobody following. And that is okay. Trust me. It's just the awkward point. It's like puberty that you have to go through. And once you get to the other side, you'll be so glad that you went through that, but it's going to be tough in the moment. So just keep on pushing through. My final tip for you around practice and getting more natural on camera is when you are filming your videos, like an Instagram story or a YouTube video, try to think about it. Like you're talking to a specific person, not just your like general target audience, but an actual person that you might know that likes this type of content. Like, especially if you can come up with an existing follower or someone in your mind, then speak to them directly. Obviously not to the point of being like, Hey, Sally or whatever, like insert name in here. But like, I just think that it feels a lot more personal if you talk as if you're talking to a specific person rather than like a lot of really, um, big influencers will talk like, Hey guys, or Hey everyone. And like when I'm sitting in my room alone, watching a YouTube video, I'm not everyone. I'm just one person. So I think it makes sense that at some point there, there does come a point where it's like, Hey, obviously this person has a big audience, but it can feel a lot more personal and a lot more like you're connecting with these people on a one-on-one basis. If you use language and just speak in a way that feels like you're talking to a friend and talking to a specific individual. Okay. So those are my notes on practice. And really the thing about practicing this confidence is that it really takes time. And the more you do it, the more comfortable, natural, and less scary it will become for you. And this can take a really long time. Okay. It can take months or years. For example, if you look back on some of my old videos on YouTube, you'll definitely notice a difference. Um, it it just takes time to get that level of confidence and, and ease in front of the camera. And that's okay. I would recommend even if you are a content creator that is like midway through your journey, like maybe you're not just getting started, but maybe you're listening to this because you're like, Oh, I want to improve my confidence on camera. Go back now even and look at some of your first videos or first Instagram stories or, or whatever and see how much you've improved since then. Because I guarantee if you've been doing this for even like three to six months, you'll probably notice a difference between your first video and now because just practicing really, really does make a huge difference. It's going to feel weird and uncomfortable filming and taking pictures of yourself in the beginning, but I promise you it will get easier over time. It's like exposure therapy. You just have to film videos, edit yourself and take your photos, edit those photos of yourself. And the more you see yourself, the more like it just becomes normal and it's going to be okay. Like I know it feels weird at first, but trust me, you just got to press through and you will get to that point where you're cool with it. A few final tips for you around building up your confidence and just getting in the right mindset. I would recommend if you're going to sit down and film a video, if you're going to do a photo shoot for Instagram, try to get yourself into that positive headspace and in that kind of mood where your confidence is really going to be at its peak by doing some stuff like maybe, you know, make yourself a coffee. Like I love to make myself a nice coffee before I film a YouTube video to give myself a little bit more energy and just feel sort of you know, in a good mood, like you're, you're doing something for yourself that you really love. Um, listening to your favorite music is a really, uh, great way to do it. I listened to just recently as a personal note, I, uh, discovered Hosier as an artist and, um, 
why did I sleep on this for so long? I was just listening to his first album right before recording this podcast. And it just makes you feel good. It makes you feel energetic when you listen to some really good music. Um, you can watch inspirational videos, watch some of your favorite creators and get a vibe for how they talk on camera and try to think about like, what do you admire about them? And you know, what about the way they speak makes you feel seen or makes you feel acknowledged or inspired and, and try to do that. Also, get up and go for a walk, move around. That usually helps me feel a little bit more inspired and less like, oh, do I have to do this? I'm, you know, avoiding it. And finally, you can dress comfortably and something that makes you feel confident. I always love to wear my favorite clothes on filming days and I like do my hair while I'm listening to an audiobook or whatever. Um, and that is just going to get you in a better mood where you're going to be ready to feel good about yourself and uh, put your best foot forward on camera or in front of the microphone or on Instagram stories. Really, all of this confidence stuff and not to brag or whatever, but I do get questions a lot about how are you so confident? Like, where does your confidence come from on camera? Um, and it really does come down to practice. I have been talking to a camera for over 10 years now. I've been making YouTube videos. Um, that's a lot of years of practice and of getting used to just speaking unprompted to a camera or a microphone. Um, so just know, like it takes time. I, I, you know, haven't always been uh, this suave or whatever. <laughs> Not that I, I'm perfect, but anyway, it just takes practice. It also takes self-love. It, it takes, you know, trying to be kind with yourself and encouraging with yourself. And trust me, that is definitely a journey that I am still on all the time. And also it just takes a little bit of just go for it, like energy, like literally screw it, just dive in and do it and know that you will get through it. And I think that if you're looking for a source of that bravery, because it really is just having the courage to dive in, ask yourself, like, why am I doing this? And for me, it was because it's literally my dream to be a content creator on YouTube. Like I want to grow an audience. Like this is everything I've wanted to do. I want to be a content creator and an entrepreneur. And to me, that awkwardness, that like sort of weird online puberty is worth it for being able to follow your dreams and do what you want to do. So if you want it bad enough, you'll go through the difficult, awkward moments so that you can get to the point where you're following your dreams and you are actually doing it. And trust me, you will feel so thankful of your former self when you get there. I believe in you. I support you. I know that you can do this. And I also want you to know that you can have some solace knowing that your first videos will never be as awkward as my first videos. Trust me. I was very awkward and also probably younger than you are. So no, you will never be as awkward as 12 year old Katie. It's okay. You've got this. And I can't wait to see what content you start to create. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Creator Club Podcast. If you listen to this entire episode, I want to know who you are. Send me a DM on Instagram at Katie Steckley so we can chat. Do you want to be part of the official Creator Club? You can join my Insider Squad Facebook group by going to katiesteckley.com slash club. I'd love to see you there. Finally, if you're looking for more value-packed content like this, check out my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Katie. Go to my channel and search Instagram hacks, and I promise you won't be disappointed. If you want to hear more episodes like this and support this show to continue, please leave me a review in iTunes. It really helps me out, and you just might get featured on the next episode as the review of the week. Leave your IG handle in the review so I can give you a shout out. Again, thanks so much for listening, and as always, I hope you are having adventures and following your dreams, and I'll catch you next week, Creator Club.